learn about the strides female entrepreneurs of color are making. Be inspired by their story and enlightened by their leadership, insight, and advice. Welcome to season two of Sheely's Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, a mother, businesswoman, and leader. Our guest for today is Tanisha C. Johnson. Authors worldwide write better thanks to editorial guru and authorpreneur Tanisha C. Johnson. Perfecting manuscripts for hundreds of best-selling authors, she's on a mission to end the prominent everyday abuse of the English language and rectify punctuation peeves. As the founder and CEO of So It Is Written, LLC, Tanisha collaborates with industry professionals to take manuscripts to the marketplace, positioning authors for success in the literary world. Well known by many as a human spell check, now nerd, and grammar police, she proudly wears the badge of honor to correct and serve. Dubbed the editor's editor, Tanisha hosts the annual Red Ink Conference to empower aspiring authors to write from the editor's point of view to save time and money in the self-publishing process. She positions writers as experts in the industry, empowering them to create their own writing editorial business and thus develop multiple streams of income. To connect with Tanisha, visit So It Is Written. Dot com or email info at so it is written dot net. Without further ado, leadership empowerment with Tanisha C. Johnson. All right. So Tanisha, I read your bio and I love how you have taken a personal charge to ensure that the English language is used correctly and efficiently. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So kudos yes. to you for that. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so Tanisha, I'd like to thank you for taking the time to be a guest on She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. We appreciate you blessing us with your insight today. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay, so now let's talk about leadership. Yes, let's go. All right. So I, <laughs> I myself feel that every person is a leader in one shape or form, whether they realize it or not. Would you agree, Tanisha? I do agree. I believe that the seed of leadership lies within us all. That seed may be for a particular industry. It may be for a particular time and season. But I do believe that we all have the seed of leadership. We just have to tap into that seed and learn how to cultivate it. Okay, thank you. I totally agree. So can you tell us when you realized you were a leader and what or who helped you to come to this realization? (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay, so I probably realized I was a leader when I was in college. I was kind of like the wild girl in college my freshman year. And then by my junior year, I had given my life to Christ and I was just on fire for him. And I had just really started to transform the way I dressed, the way I talked, the people I was hanging out with. And I just really wanted my life to reflect that of Christ and his word. And so I knew I had to take a stand even on a college campus when there's so many things being thrown at you. There were parties, you know, there's drinking, there's drugs. There are so many things that are available to you. And I knew at that point, 
nothing could really, you know, heal my pain or complete the voids that I had in my life or my relationship with Jesus Christ. And at that point, I decided to take a stand and be a leader, not only in that, but also in my industry of journalism and writing and editing. Um, once I found out what I was passionate about, I knew I was unstoppable. Okay. Thanks for that. Yes, I totally agree that, you know, there's a lot of different things that come at us in college and things like that. But we do have to find a constructive way to fill the voids in our life. Yes. Yes. Thanks for that. Okay. So in my upcoming book, The Code of Leadership, The If-Then Process, I outline my experiences and lessons that have helped me to become a better leader with the intention of helping others do the same. Tanisha, Mm -hmm. can you share what you would consider to be your code of leadership and why? I would say my greatest code of leadership is probably servitude. And I say that because I think a lot of times people want to get into leadership because of the title. They want to get into leadership because they want to be seen. They want to get into leadership for money purposes. And honestly, leadership is really about serving. It's about building up other leaders. It's about building the next generation of leaders. So it's not just about me and mine and, oh, look at me and look at what I'm doing. It's all about how can I serve? How can I make people better? How can I make my community better? How can I make my industry better? How can I make the people who come in contact with me, and I'm so intentional about it, whether you meet me at Starbucks, whether I'm at a breakfast spot and I overhear a conversation, or I'm at a conference and I'm speaking to hundreds of people, I want people to leave being positively impacted by me. And if, you know, I'm that person, if I see a piece of paper on the floor, it doesn't matter that I'm the keynote speaker, I pick it up. You know what I'm saying? I'm not that leader that's like, oh, well, let let the janitorial staff get that. You know, so I always, always, always say, if you want to be a great leader, you have first got to learn how to serve. Yes. Thanks for that. And I totally agree. Uh, Servant leadership is to me the best type of leadership. Yes. And learning how to empower others and realizing that it empowers you even more to empower others. Some people think that it's going to take away from them if they empower other people, but it does the exact opposite. So absolutely. Thanks for sharing that. Okay, so I believe all leaders experience failure. I myself, I don't like to consider them failures. I like to consider them lessons, take more of an optimistic view. Sure. Tanisha, can you share your view on failure and what it means to you? So I always look at failure as a redirection, and I don't necessarily call it a failure. I like to call it redirections, or like I tell people, if the door didn't open, then it's not my door. You know, so a lot of times we may interview for a job or we may pitch for a particular client or we may do a proposal for a particular event or project, and we don't get that project. And so a lot of times what I've learned is that, you know, God is redirecting my steps. He's reordering my steps and he's either saving me for something or he's preventing me from doing, I don't know if I would call it harm, but basically not positioning me in a room that I'm not prepared to walk into yet. So sometimes, you know, we're before our season. Sometimes we're trying to, you know, go visit the president of the United States and pitch our book idea to him when, you know, we haven't maximized our community and the people around us and they don't know who we are. So I would say, you know, the biggest thing is I don't look at failure as a failure. I look at it as as a redirection. 
Okay. Thanks for that. I like that as a redirection. I agree. There's always a reason for the roadblock, whether that reason means we need to go back and change something or this is the wrong road to be on or what have you. There is a reason for it. Yes. Okay. Thank you. So Tanisha, can you share one time you failed as a leader and what you learned from that experience that helped you to become a better leader? So I host the annual Red Ink Conference, and it is a conference for editors, proofreaders, and authors. And I've been hosting that conference in Detroit for the past four years. But the first year that I tried to host it, I actually had to cancel. And I had to cancel for low registration and I lost a lot of money. I lost over $2,000. But even in that failure, what it showed me was jumping ahead too soon, jumping ahead into big venues so soon. And so when I did a new strategy for the conference, I actually chose a smaller venue that could only fit 50 or 60 people. And I regrouped and the following year, I actually sold out that venue to 60 people. And so... I think I was before my time. Now we are, we're back in a hotel, but I tried to start there. You know, I tried to start at that point. And so we've got to know that, yes, you may have a big vision, but what are the steps and what is the process for us to get to that ultimate big goal? Okay. Thanks for sharing that. I like that. It does. You have to, how do you say, crawl before you walk sometimes, right? Right. Right. Yes. Thanks mm-hmm. for that. You spoke directly to me because I'm actually considering a conference and this would be my first one. And I was kind of, you know, oh, how should I do it? How should I do it? So this was this was some good advice. I appreciate that. Right. OK. All right. So, Tanisha, do you feel it's easier, harder or requires the same effort to be a female leader in the entrepreneur ecosystem and why? I feel like it's harder. I actually feel like it's harder. Let me say this. Not just from our male counterparts, what I found is even from female counterparts, it's almost like you walk into a room and people are either intimidated or they're they're trying to fill you up and they're trying to figure out who you are and what you do and why. And, you know, everybody kind of has their walls up. And it's one of those things where I'm in a place right now where I'm trying to affect positive change and create innovative projects and events and experiences, but I'm trying to collaborate with other entrepreneurs and I'm trying to collaborate with other female entrepreneurs and African-American entrepreneurs to put things on. Because what I've realized is that we can achieve so much more greatness when we collaborate together and put our monies together and put our efforts and our time together. And if we have the same vision for a conference, why can't we come together and do it? And so I do, I do think it's harder but I wouldn't say it's harder from necessarily an outside force. It's almost like it's, we're imploding from the inside out. There are women who, you know, hate on other women for whatever reason or another. And then you have the male counterpart who's like, well, she's a woman. So, you know, there's that. And so it's just one of those things where, yes, we've made some leeway, but we've still got a long way to go. Okay. Thanks for that. That was a different perspective. And I totally agree. I never related it to this question. But that is, <laughs> yeah, it's part of why I started this podcast, because throughout my life, I saw so much competition and cattiness amongst women. And the yes. fact that we can come together, we can collaborate, we can empower each other, and we can all be great in our own light while holding hands as opposed to, you know, while throwing fists, you know, so yes. to say. Yeah. Yes. So I love that. Thanks. Yes. 
Okay. So Tanisha, productivity is a hot topic right now, Mm -hmm. as it should be. Many people want to know how to do more with less and be efficient. Mm -hmm. As a successful leader, this is a must. Do you have any productivity tips to share with our listeners? Absolutely. So I would say my number one productivity tip right now is to know what you can delegate. (laughs) know what you can delegate for someone else to do. If you don't have a team, you've got a friend, you've got a spouse, you've got some type of partner or volunteer or intern that can help you and know what you can delegate. I am at the point right now, I can't answer every email. I can't take every phone call. I can't take every inbox message that comes to my business page. I can't, you know, spend my day responding to every inquiry. I'm at the point now where I'm not even editing every manuscript that comes through my company. I have a team of editors. So you got to know when when you get to a place where it's time to delegate and it's time to release and take your hands off and you're going to have to trust some people. And I know it's hard. Because if you're like me, you want that level of excellence and you want it to be as perfect as possible. And not everybody will have that in the beginning, but I'm also working to personally train the people on my team so that they know my heart, they know what I'm looking for, they know the level of excellence that I've obtained in the eight years in my business. And it's just one of those things where it's like you have to take the time to train people to get them where you want them to be. But know what you can delegate and don't take on more than what you know you can bear. You can't be driven by money. You just can't be driven by money in this season. I mean, it's really got to be something that you love to do or you're good at, something that you can kick out. And You know, I can write a professional bio in a half an hour to 45 minutes when I charge anywhere from $150 to $200. So really in 45 minutes, I've made $200, you know? And so it's one of those things where it's like, it's got to be your passion. It's got to be your driving force. You can't be motivated by money and get so caught up in the fact of, well, I need to take 20 projects this week, but then you got projects that are falling through the cracks because really you can't handle those 20 projects. Okay. Yes. Thanks for that. I totally agree. Delegation is needed to keep moving forward and to keep growing. Yes. And it does rely a lot on whether or not you trust the people that are in your your circle to be able to delegate to. And then you made another key point, trusting, training them on, you know, what you like or what you don't like or what's suitable for your brand will give you that trust, right? Because if, you know, you trust yourself. So if you train them, (laughs) then, you know, you should be able to get there. So thanks for that. Yes. Okay. So Tanisha, can you share an experience that blessed your leadership and tell us about the outcome or the takeaway that you learned? Hmm. I would say an experience that blessed my leadership is annually I attend a conference. I'm a part of an organization called Urban Playwrights United. I'm also a playwright. And so this conference always challenges me to take it to the next level. So while I'm in the room with people who may be playwrights and they may have authored books, I'm also in the room with people who do nothing but film. I'm in the room with people who are actors and they're full-time paid actors. I'm in the room with producers and directors. And so, you know, they're always challenging me to take it to the next level. Yes, you have a book, but let's make a short film. Let's make a web series. Let's make a stage play. You know, let's take the play on the road. I mean, so being in those type of environments, and I mean, that conference is just once a year, but we plan for it 
a year in advance. And I mean, it's, it's one of those things we just, we cannot wait for because you know when you get in the energy in the room with a whole bunch of creatives that you're going to be challenged to take it to the next level. And so I'm grateful for that. Okay. Thanks for sharing. Yes, that does sound great. Like speaking from a creative, that sounds like a great place to be. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Okay. All right. So Tanisha, can you offer our listeners the best advice you have as a leader or have ever received from a leader and tell us how you've implemented it into your life? I would say the best experience I've received, and this is probably a combination of things. One of it is remain humble. No matter how high God continues to take you, remain humble. You know, you've heard the term, don't forget where you come from. And I'm, I'm not really crazy about that term, but I understand what it means. And I've told myself, I don't ever want to get to the point where I'm not able to shake somebody's hand. I'm not able to take a selfie. I'm not able to give them a hug because I'm that speaker that's trying to run out the back door and I don't want to speak to anybody. Or I'm just coming into the room to do my presentation and then I'm leaving. Like, I I never want to get to that point. I know that there are celebrities and they have reasons why they do that, probably for protection and safety purposes. But I'm, I'm just a person who I like to touch the people because at the end of the day, the people are basically who help make you. The gift is from God. But yes, the people are the people who are showing up at your plays. They're the ones buying your books. They're the ones buying tickets to your events. And so the people in those seats ultimately make who you are and they make your event. So I would say stay humble. And I don't ever want to get to the point where I'm untouchable, if you will. I just don't. And so, you know, and then the servant leader, that's the biggest thing for me. I don't care. You know, I had my conference Friday, I'm Saturday, Friday and Saturday, and they had to tell me, would you sit down? Why are you getting water? Why are you, you know, concerned about the mics? Why are you up concerned about the sound? But I'm just, you know, I'm, I don't know if you call it micromanaging, but I'm like, okay, I want to make sure this is working. And they're like, we got it. Sit down. You know, I'm just that type of person. Okay. Thanks for that. Yes. I heard a lot there. And one thing that I took away was remember the people, right? The people that helped you get to where you wanted to be or want to be. Yes. Yes. Stay humble and always keep working, right? Yes. 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 I love that. Okay. All right. So you made it to the finish line. How do you feel? (laughs) Really good. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, I want to thank you again for being my guest on She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment (laughs) for Women of Color. But before we part, do you want to give our listeners your contact information or mention any events, products, services, and ventures that they would benefit from knowing about? Sure, absolutely. So they can find out more about me at soitiswritten.net. That is the name of my company, my writing and editorial creative service. Soitiswritten.net is my website. They can partner with me on social media. It looks like Tanita, but it is Tanisha, uh, Tanita Bestseller Johnson, or just search Tanita Bestseller and it'll come up. And then I am planning the second leg of the Red Ink Conference. We just finished Detroit in May. And I'm planning the second leg of the conference. It'll be in the great city of Atlanta on Saturday, September 15th. We will be at the Hilton Garden in Wildwood. And they can find out more about that conference at theredinkconference.com. Okay. All right. So Tanisha, again, thank you for being on She Leads Podcast. We appreciate your insight today. Thank you so much. You're welcome.
I really enjoyed this interview with Tanisha. I love Tanisha's servant heart. For Tanisha, making others in her associated industries better is essential. Her goal is for those she encounters to be positively impacted in some way. A quote by Skip Pritchard reads as follows, servant leaders lead with others in mind. I admire Tanisha's transparency about her initial failed attempt at hosting a conference, as well as her tenacity in bouncing back the next year with a successful plan that was more within her means. As Tanisha stated, she views failure as a redirection. If a door doesn't open for you, it's not your door. We must keep knocking on the doors of life until we find the one that is best for us. Successful leaders understand the necessary steps required to attain big goals, and we keep pushing until our mission is complete. I can relate to Tanisha's personal transformation from a wild girl in college, as I too was a wild girl in my younger years. As with Tanisha, when I acknowledged and accepted the responsibility of effectively leading myself, I changed the way I talked and dressed. This change began with me looking at the image I wanted to portray versus the one I chose to portray. When I realized that people looked up to me, I chose to transform myself into someone that I deemed worthy, starting with how I carried myself. Nicole Walker's takeaway for this week. Tanisha referred to leadership as a seed needing to be cultivated. The definition of cultivate is trying to acquire or develop a quality, sentiment, or skill. My takeaway for this week is the importance of continual growth and improvement individually and collectively. As successful leaders, we must challenge ourselves to discover new and improved methods to evolve and excel both personally and professionally. A quote by Harvey Firestone reads, the growth and development of people is the highest calling of leadership. And now we have Nicole Walker's Leadership Challenge of the Week. We want to hear from you. We would love to know your thoughts about leadership empowerment with Tanisha C. Johnson. What did you learn? What did you agree with? What did you like? Or tell us what you don't like, what you do not agree with or if you think something should be changed. Go to Facebook at She Leads Podcast and let us know. Respondents will be entered into a random drawing for a Genius is Common t-shirt. Thanks, and until next time, be empowered and empower on.